Welcome, welcome, guys. We're going to do a baby edition of Split the Veil for October because Jordan was moving. Uh, I already know how you like your apartment because you told me last time we try to record this <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah so in case anyone is wondering i did move so both of my past couple of weekends have been totally filled up and so we didn't have time to record um i do like my apartment it's cool but i just realized something so to let people know we technically already recorded what's going to be the november episode before doing this mini episode mm-hmm. so yeah this now becomes and i've always i've always thought this is fun when podcasts do this this episode is now technically 4.5 Oh, 4.5. Here we go. All right. Because I said on the other one, episode five, which technically it is because it's a full episode. This is going to be a mini episode. So this is episode 4.5. All right. I, I, it's, it's kind of, did you ever watch Lion King one and a half? Uh, I did, but I forgot. <laughs> I did too. I just remember, I, me- I remember being like a little kid and go, wow, this is a hot piece of garbage. <laughs> anyway, uh, so on our little baby episode, what we want to do is just kind of go over Mike Laidlaw leaving and then the leak that happened. Uh, we're going to start off with Laidlaw first because that's real and something that's something we want to <laughs> talk about. Um, all right. So I, I guess ever since it kind of came out, the subreddit has, especially on, uh, the, the post it was on, everyone's been freaking out about him leaving because it means that, like, it's going to turn out like Mass Effect Andromeda, Dragon Age 4 is going to be garbage, blah, 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 blah. And I had a giant post about it, and it's gotten, thankfully it's gotten some attention because I want other people to realize this. Guys, it's going to be okay to calm down. So I, I guess my main points in the post was this isn't actually the first time in the Dragon Age history that uh, a direct creative director has left in the middle of a game. It actually happened to Dragon Age Origins. I did not know that, so thanks to Reddit user J.W. Chen, or uh, his his Twitter handle is Octafluoride, uh, he was able to PM me, because I didn't know this at all, um, the first creative director for Dragon Age Origins was Brent Knowles, and he actually left um, in the middle of production just because he wanted a new job, and he just wanted to do something else. And I think this is what we're seeing with Laidlaw because Knowles was with the company for 10 years. Laidlaw has been with 14. And then the way that Knowles described it in a blog post he wrote, like, it's a, like, the job can get really tedious. And, like, after, like, a decade, Mm -hmm. you probably want to do something else for a little bit. So, I, what, do you have an opinion on that or... I mean, just kind of in general, I agree. I mean, especially like millennials now, what are we like? Our terms at companies are now like five years or less. Like yeah. this guy spent 14 years. He wants something new. Yeah. So I I also want to say like, there's going to be a lot of people and I've already been seeing it. Like, why did he leave? Why did he leave? Why did he leave? We are not owed an explanation for all of the reasons he chose to leave. And I kind of want to get that clear because this, this is his personal life. There could have been a hundred thousand different reasons he could have left that has nothing to do with dragon age and i think that we need to like just let it go he left he's done this it's kind of like a breakup guys i know you want to know why your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend left you but just let it go you don't need to know it's really not that important (laughs) it's really not going to affect anything um and also it could just be i mean it's personal but it could also just be one of those um purely practical professional moves which i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times in entertainment and sports people forget that and they don't and they they take it very personal it's like no you, you you as a professional when you get a chance to make more money or be in a different city or have more responsibility somehow you leave doesn't mean you didn't care about the people you worked with before but sometimes you just leave because it's a different or better professional opportunity yeah and sometimes people kind of forget like yes they're creatives and yes they make stories and universes that we love but if he's like oh 
I'm going to make 10 grand a year or more over here or be in a different city or have the next step up in my career, it's time to go. Exactly. And like, I love Dragon Age, but even I, I don't know if I would be able to spend all day every day doing everything Dragon Age for 15 years around around that time. Like, that's a long time to just be completely focused on one thing. So like, I totally get why he wants to leave. If that's all the reasons that we know about, that's fine. Um, Another reason you guys don't need to be worried is when it comes to at least comparing this to Mass Effect Andromeda. Even though a lot of people did leave the MEA, MEA team, it wasn't the main reason why things failed. Um, if you, what is it? I always forget the guy's name, Schreier. Yeah, Jason Schreier from Kotaku. Yeah, he, the really great article that he did, um, when he describes what was going on, one of the major issues was that they were having a lot of technology. Uh, issues they they wanted to do something kind of before no man's sky was even announced they wanted to have like uh, randomly generated planets and stuff like that in the game of the about exploration and they didn't real and they tried to do this with the frostbite engine and it didn't actually work out and they didn't actually change gears until the end of 2015 and so the andromeda that we know like is actually pulled together from those pieces in a year we've talked about this more in detail on our uh, mass effect and drama it it does it suck episode so uh, check that out if you want to hear us talk about that in detail. But um, it's this is different from the Dragon Age because at the very least they kind of know what they're doing because Gators left them notes like they don't they kind of ought to have a piece together of, like we gotta hunt down Solus we gotta do X Y or Z like there's a list of things they need to be getting done it's not as open wide and as chaotic as Andromeda was so you don't have to worry at least right now if we see a bunch of people leaving maybe it's time to worry but even then like it could still be a good game because at least they have more direction yeah that's super important because it's i mean for those two reasons that you stated one the creative outline really seems like it has been laid out Mm -hmm. uh already and then the mass effect andromeda thing that was a management and a procedural and a those were practical problems i mean there were some creative problems but i feel like they all stemmed from the fact that the timing was not set up the framework from the practical aspect of production was not put in place early enough and was not kept consistent enough so that the creative team could succeed you know maybe they could have had a uh, better output from their creative staff mm-hmm. but ultimately your production people need to put the framework in place so that so that the creative people have enough time they're not being um interrupted they're not having these technology things get in the way of of their vision for the story and not to make it about Andromeda, but just like it's worth noting that like Bioware Montreal, with all due respect to the professionals that were running that studio, they had some leadership issues. You know, they had I mean, one of the basic things in any business that's going to be successful on any big long term project is you have to set up scope. You have to set up the scope of your project. You have to know what it is. You have to have foresight and vision to account for some changes in scope along the way. But you should not be having these huge variations between like we're going to have procedurally generated worlds or we're not going to have procedurally generated worlds. And half the team is using this tool and the other half of the team doesn't even know how to use the tool and it's like okay those are like basic business management level things that should have been addressed that's really not the same thing as a creative director leaving those are really 
totally different things. And so, you know, maybe there's there's some concern about a creative director leaving, but it's not at all the same thing as what happened to Andromeda. Yeah, I will also say another complaint that um, happened, at least in the article, was that uh, Bioware Montreal was really pissed off at the company because a lot of the quote-unquote best members of the team were taken on to Bioware Edmonton to work on. And I think the article says both Anthem and Dragon Age. So I, I think that they are definitely putting, for some reason, I don't know why Mass Effect got shafted. Maybe they just saw early on, like, oh, this ain't going to work out. But, like, Edmonton is supposed to be, like, the... The, the, the core studio. Yeah, the, the A-team. So, uh, the, the core studio, the A-team. So, I don't think it's it time to worry about it yet. I don't... I don't see, at least from him leaving, I just see this dude as making a career move. Same thing with Gator. I don't think this is about the game being a clusterfuck and they're just trying to get out of a shithole project before their name's too attached to it. I don't see that at all. Maybe, like, I, I will give the Warriors this. Like, maybe it might happen in the future, but it I don't see the signs right now. Do you agree? No, say I, I agree, and it's like, look, DA four is still at Edmonton, and it's it's still it's still underneath that A team, mm-hmm. and so all of the other chief talent, all of the other, um, like I said, production elements, like the really streamlined production aspects, those are all in place. Uh, the creative outline's already been there, mm-hmm. so yeah, I kind of still feel like we're on pace for that same sort of A team level product. Yeah, so I I think the only reason I really wanted to bring up him leaving is just to. There's been, especially in game journalism, which has been driving me crazy, uh, there's so much, like, let's bring up the drama, let's do this and do that or whatever. And I think, like, the community's almost getting used to whenever we hear news that's not 100% positive, everyone freaks out and assumes the worst. So I just want some voice. It doesn't even have to be mine. It could be whoever. It's just someone saying, guys, it's going to be all right. This is just... Just have a calm down. It's it's really not that big of a deal, guys. It's gonna game, be okay. Game did you say did you say game j- j- journalism? Yeah. Journal is that a thing in gaming? I thought it was I thought it was called gaming clickbait circle jerk <laughs> blog community. We want ethics in our gaming journalism. <laughs> I I'll be honest, it's been so long since the uh what was that? It's not Pizzagate. Fuck, what's something gate? Uh uh, Gamergate. Gamergate. There we go. I don't know. Oh. What even is Pizzagate? I've heard that a couple times. I don't know. What oh, that let's was. not even get into okay. Pizzagate. <laughs> Isn't whatever. <laughs> Gamergate. <laughs> uh, We're gonna get pulled off YouTube if we go on the Pizzagate. Oh God, what did I say? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's like something I see sometimes, and I'm like, oh, it's pizza. But- I agree with you. Like, this is just like a little aside. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Thank you for being the voice of calm because I kind of feel like the backlash to companies being super PR minded, like they sugarcoat everything, but they don't realize that the unintended consequence of that is when you constantly try and put everything into PR speak and make everything sound super nice. It's exactly what you said people sort of adjust their hearing, so to speak. Like they become more sensitive because they know companies never let the disastrous truth come out so they always mm-hmm. end up reading too much into stuff because they think that it's trying to be hushed up yeah yeah so i and i think that's another thing we, we need to bring up like i don't think bioware is ever going to come out i'm probably not even laid law itself is going to come out and say any because i'm sure there's some nitty-gritty details like he wouldn't leave a job he was 100 percent happy for maybe he just it, it, like again, we are not owed an explanation, and he doesn't have to give one. And I don't think we're ever going to give one, just because it's professionally kind of shitty to do. 
So don't start going up to his Twitch streams and knocking on his door and being like, hey, why did you leave? Why did you leave? Why did you leave? Because it's not, it, it might even be uh, in a contract that he's not allowed to say why he left. So it, I would be shocked if he ever comes out and like actually bullet points out reasons why he left. And also, like, I always point to um, the Casey Hudson thing. Like, look, mm-hmm. Casey Hudson left um, as creative director on Mass Effect. He took a really important job with uh, Microsoft's, inter- like, the head of Microsoft's creative division or something like that. He ended up working with HoloLens for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And now he's back as studio manager. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Laidlaw, but I'm just saying sometimes it's just like it's a move up somewhere else. You have to take it. Yeah. And in the case of Casey, he's now back. Uh, probably he said he wants to try and bring revive Mass Effect, which is like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's move on to, uh, I guess, since we're going on politics theme here, fake news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gaming fake news. Gaming fake news. Uh, so if you guys didn't hear about it, um, I'm sure it's somewhere in the line of communication. Uh, when did this happen? Was it a couple weeks ago? I don't. I don't remember the exact I missed date. it. Like, I've, I've been so out of the loop, as we said. And then when you let me know a couple days ago, I was like, oh, wait, really? Uh, I, tweet, I tweet about it on, I think it was October 3rd. Um, someone on Reddit posted, like, hey, guys, check this out. And someone on 4chan had um, posted a Dragon Age 4 leak. And apparently this guy, uh, actually, I don't, I don't know if he mentioned if uh, this dude... Um, what he, how he got this information, or if he worked there. Uh, they do say that uh, this information is a year old, and some story points maybe change later on in development. Um, so I think uh, I, I have a friend who is really into 4chan, and he's exactly what you think of as if you think of 4chan. So he's an interesting guy. Uh, but I, I kind of, um, from what I gather, uh, so this is on board V. Now, I know nothing about 4chan, but at least from what I heard from this guy, V, no one would post a leak there, and this is apparently the place that idiots go to. I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't know what it is, but I think that if, if that's kind of the reputation that this place has, that does need to be out onto the open. Um, but I, I, since you've read through it, what is your, I guess, gut reaction to the information that was in it (laughs) my gut my gut reaction to the to the top of it is like honestly at first it was kind of good i was like okay i didn't really think too much of it some of the concepts seem plausible to me i mean some of the stuff like in the first couple of bullet points like the top level stuff like the fact that we're you know obviously going to go to tevinter spend a lot of time in minrathris maybe end up in sahara and stuff like that like that's not too off from what we had done i think maybe on our episode one or episode two we were talking about our wish list for da4 Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of plausible, kind of plausible. I just kind of skimmed through it. As I've been going further down the list into some of the lower information in the tidbits, uh, my gut level reaction is that this is bullshit, and it's not. You know, some of it starts to get kind of ridiculous. I like some of the stuff on the top. Uh, I like the idea of a big open world city, like one city really being the mainstay or the hub mm-hmm. of the world. Like it talks about Minrathis being uh, something like 60% of the game world, that it's going to be 200 times bigger than Denerim and DAO. Which and, like, would be way too big. But I mean, that that would be so massive. It, it starts to get into like GTA level or like Assassin's Creed level big, which I love. Like I know some people aren't as big a fan of like the recent Assassin's Creed games, but some of the stuff in... Uh, 
uh, uh, Victoria, London, or French Revolution, Paris. Like, it's so big that it's like, it feels like a real city. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. Um, you start to go down, though, and some of the things, you know, the first one that I immediately set off the red flag, and this is something I know you feel very strongly about, as we talked about on our DA2 uh, retrospect, mm-hmm. is it says that one of the things is that your character can only be human for story reasons. So no Kunari, no dwarf, no elf. And that was immediately like a red flag because I'm like, okay, you know, Bioware is you know, pretty good. Even when they make missteps, they're pretty good at listening to the community. And the community hated that in DA2, and it's already been corrected why would they go back to that, you know? Yeah, my, uh, I, I will say, like, we're not going to go point by point on this list here because that would take forever. So right. um, there, so I don't know if you know who Jack Daw is, but he made a video going point by point and just kind of reading it out. So if you want to hear the exact thing, check out his video on it. Um, I love Jack Daw, by the way. He has a great YouTube channel. Yeah, he also has, like, a, the, I, the, he has a very nice, it's the English accent. I'm sorry. It sounds His nice. His voice is great. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my voice is like, I, I think of a bit of a Southern twinge I'm running into. But okay, anyway. But um, th- so I kind of only want to go point by point by the things that really stood out to me of being mm. bullshit. And yeah, the human one, um, which interesting to note here, and, and I guess this is, and I think it was Laidlaw. I can't remember. Someone uh, tweeted at Laidlaw asking if they could do a... Um, uh, in the next Dragon Age, if they could have like <clears throat> class specific cutscenes, and he was basically kind of giving on a, like a little lecture on like why that would be implausible, like the money involved. And one of the points in that lecture was that you also have to include the four different races in that budget. And I think maybe that's also kind of a hint to say like we have like because if it was just the three different uh, classes for one race that might be plausible to do but with four different races something gets unwieldy and that's why they're not going to do it right so i think that's another hint that like there are going to be more races than just human um another thing that caught my eye uh that being like huh that's weird it says there's a character creation filter on being homosexual heterosexual or bi and influence some dialogue line as well as romance options i just don't even think that's necessary like that seems like overly overly complicated like you don't need to click a button and say if you're gay, straight, or bi. Like, it could even be something, like, like I, I don't, I, don't fix what isn't broken. I don't think the current standard of, like, we just kind of go in and you could choose what sexuality you want in the midst of the game. Like, I think that works. Why would they choose? I don't know. That's, that seems like a really weird option, and it just doesn't seem real to me. Yeah, it, it, that that one in particular seems either like a mix of pandering or just like a ham-fisted approach to, like you said, something that's actually been handled, you know, fairly decently. Mm-hmm. Occasionally there are missteps or occasionally there are things that bother, you know, people on one side of that debate or the other. But it's just like, you know, it's it's dealt with fairly eloquently and to the extent that it's not, I appreciate um I appreciate the organic nature of conversations, even if there is a misstep, even if there is someone treading down, like there's a flirt option you didn't realize was a flirt option or a character flirting with your character and it's not going to be reciprocated for whatever reason. It's like, hey, you know what? Wouldn't you look at that? Something sort of similar to real life kind of a thing. It's like, just deal with it. Like you, You don't wear that, you know, or at least most people don't. Uh, wear that part of themselves like as a toggle switch or as like a name tag like people don't know it's part of something that's discovered through conversation yeah 
And, like, that's something they've even been exploring since Origins, because if you talk with uh, Zevran enough, um, at one point he'll flirt with you, and then he'll kind of go on, and it's like, well, did I step over my bounds? And you were given the choice to say, yes, you did, versus no, I actually like the flirting. Mm, yeah. And I think that's a much more interesting system to just go, okay, straight by. That's right. it. So I, I, I think, like, if they were to ever do that, that would be really stupid, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, another thing that point out to me is that this has almost way too many Dragon Age 2 references, I'm going to say, to make it seem real to me. One, we said the human only. Two, um, it says the character's name is Lanius, I think, Lanius. Mm -hmm. And if you Google it, it's actually a type of bird, uh, much like Hawk. So I think that's another kind of like, oh, isn't that fun? And I I don't think they would do that again, I guess is my thing. I don't think that they would name another protagonist after a bird. (laughs) Like, that just seems too much like Dragon Age 2, and something you're also talking about. It says, you'll have seven companions, four males, three females, and if you count, if you take out the siblings, that's pretty much the exact explanation of your companions in Dragon Age 2. You have four males, three females. So... Yeah, you you notice you notice that pattern, which I thought was like a really that was a really good call out, like on a macro level. If you look at it as a whole, uh, that that's mm-hmm. there, and then also it says even that you know it's going to be more family focused, and you're going to have a dead sibling also. It which is exactly like Dragon Age two, right. and it just it also says uh, I'm looking at now will be more like the A two combat, and will have a vastly improved tactic sim taxes tactic sim system similar to Dragon Age Origins. Wow, I butchered that. But why would they... Like, I thought the Inquisition combat was a lot better than 2. What do you think? Um, that's debatable. So I will say this. All right. It, it's, it's an interesting choice of words. I don't know why they would say more like DA2 combat and then vastly improved tactic system similar to DAO because the, the tactic system is actually pretty similar in DAO and 2, but I kind of feel like it's a little bit better in DAO. And so, like, mm-hmm. nobody normally calls out the combat system in DA2 as being the best, certainly. Normally, people yeah. either pick Inquisition or they pick DAO. So that is another thing, like, where I kind of, I, I notice you were, this whole thing seems like someone who really likes DA2. I don't know. Yeah. it's it's it, Someone pointed out, I don't know if it was here on the Reddit, it was like, this isn't Dragon Age 4, this is DA2 too. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, uh, which, another thing I want to say, on the improved tactic system similar to Dragon Age Origins, they've already said they're not going to be doing tactics again. So I think that's another, like, ding, ding, it's fake, guys. Um, it's, like, super sad face, by the way, that they're not going to do tactics again. So I, I completely agree. Um, I, although I wasn't, like, married to the tactic system, so I'm, like, not, like, super upset about it. But I am hoping, and I'm, I, every night I go to bed, and I kneel by my little bed, and I say, God, can I just have that Dragon Age tactics thing? Because that's all I really want in life. That's what I, if that's what happens to the tactics thing, then I will gladly give up any tactics in any other Dragon Age game if I get that Dragon Age tactics thing. Because I'm loving uh, Divinity Original Sin, and I would love a Dragon Age version of that. But anyway... Um, oh yeah. Uh, an- another thing that uh, kind of we brought up um, is Solus. Um, and his... <laughs> Do we want to get into the ridiculous parts of this list? Yeah, yeah, because that one's my favorite, to be honest. Um, or is it? You so read uh, it incorrectly it, it, as it's written in there because it's hilarious. Do you have it pulled up? Because I don't. Oh, hold on, I'm trying to find it. I yeah. It, there's a, there's a whole. I'm actually uh, looking at the. Uh, 
uh, actual 4chan thread, which if you want to look at the 4chan thread, uh, it has been um, saved by whatever <laughs> managers okay. do be. I don't, 4chan's magic. I, I, I have it. I have it pulled up. You have it? This right, is a great bullet it. point where it's just, it's like random. I guess this is under the heading of, what is it, story tidbits or something like that. So it's just like mm-hmm. random bullet points. And it just says, after gigantic, after giant meteoric balls of fire killed off pretty much the entire army of the Tevinters and the Kunari, the giant figure, the giant figure is revealed to be Solus, but is called and calls himself Salos. <laughs> it's just spelled S-A-L-O-S. And I just go like, wait a minute, Solus has all this meaning and like the meaning of the word in the elven language. And it's a, there's a place on the map. Like there's all these different reasons why the guy is called Solus. But like uh, apparently, so apparently he's big now. He's so he's a giant, and he has like the thematic flair of a twelve-year-old who's now like. <laughs> but now I'm Salos. <laughs> I want to believe in this version of the game. He also has like a little evil mustache. Yeah, so he puts his and, hands like, on his hips. Yeah, he has like a little top hat. It's like ah, I am Salos. <laughs> I am here to take down the veil. Like it's just. <laughs> really bad so i i will say that if if for whatever reason god isn't real and this actually (laughs) is for whatever reason and uh i can easily see the details not working in here being someone who works at bioware and is leaking this and doesn't understand and maybe salos is just the the fill-in name and they'll come up with something cool later i will give them that like that might be what's going on but like i just doesn't work in my mind um which uh another thing that confuses me on the sallows thing like i i almost feel like it could not not that the name sallows works but like the idea of him changing his name works because there is some proof in a way that when elven figures uh, they go through some sort of change or like a belief system change. They do change their name. We've seen that with Abelas. We've seen that with even Solus. It's been hinted at. So I get if for some reason he just changed his name in the game, like it would make sense lore wise, but it just doesn't make sense from a gameplay mechanic because that would confuse everyone who isn't as deep in lore like I am. Like, why did this asshole just change his name randomly? Like, it seems like a really bad design decision. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree, and you're right, like, I mean, Flemeth has tons of names and things like that, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, I mean, there, there could be some, L- and Solus, I mean, technically, you know, can go by a couple of different names, but Salos is just so, it's like, yeah, it's so bad, it's so And where's bad. the other one about the four-man commando team? Oh, yeah, uh, I just scrolled out, well, I, uh, oh, wait. I found it. Okay. Uh, you're a part of a four-man specialist commando force, including yourself, uh, a woman named Eva Scala, Scala, which is the commander, one warrior named Constantius, and a rogue named Justin. <laughs> it's like at the end. It's like, yeah, and some dude named Justin. Justin. <laughs> uh, like, I really want Justin to just be, like, really bad at his job. Now I just, I almost want this game to exist now just because it would just be so right. ridiculous. It's like Justin, Ben, Bob, oh, God. Henry. Uh, I I do want to go into like a little of like lore persnickety reasons why I don't think this is going to work. My my biggest one was they mentioned that you get to go to the Grand Cathedral of Dumat in Minrathis. Um, I will say that uh, the worship of Dragon Age or uh, Dragon Gods in Tevinter has was 
outlawed and also very, very frowned upon. If the ga- Grand Cathedral, uh, they, they, they change all the Grand Cathedral to something else. The Mage Tower in Minrathis was the ga- Grand Cathedral of Razakale. So whatever the Grand Cathedral of Dumont was, it is now something else. So maybe we go to it, but it, it would not be called the Grand Cathedral of Dumont. It would be like the library of whatever. So that kind of made me go like, ah, okay. Um, another thing, apparently this starts in 951 Dragon. Like, what the fuck has Solus been doing for six six years, you know? Like, right, right. No, not even that. The game ends... Well, hold on. Okay, the game ends in 944. So that's like seven years. What has been going on for seven years? That right. doesn't make Especially any sense. Especially the way Trespasser leaves off. It's not like, hey, we're going to do a... I mean, it could be, but you're right. What has he been up to? Yeah, like, it, like at the end of Trespasser, it kind of felt like we are doing this now. We have... we There is a time limit. We got to figure out what shit that's going on. Right. And... It is seven years later. Like, that doesn't work at all. I, it, it really, like, takes away the emergency on it. I, I think, like, if you're going to make it seven years later, the only reason it would work is that uh, if the veil was already down and we're cleaning up the mess that Solus made, and which would not fit with what the story is at all. So, I guess. Also, another thing, I, I it's, it describes it as the opening scene as Solus... Um, fighting both the Canari and the Deventer in, like, a three-way battle. That doesn't seem like a Solus move to me. Like, I don't imagine Solus making this huge, big thing and be like, world, I am here! He's already done that with the Inquisitor. Why would he do that again? I don't know. It just doesn't seem plausible to me. I don't know. That's just me being a Sovel in a heart. Um, Another thing I wanted to bring up is uh, at one point someone asked, like, are we going to see anyone from the comics? And he says no. Um, that right there seems like a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, one, right. we see, we, we fucking see May, uh, Mayveris Tolani, in the Dragon Age Inquisition uh, slideshow for where Dorian is. And he he says Dorian shows up, but then May doesn't? Like, they're partners right now. They're working together. That doesn't make any sense. And so, like, okay, maybe this guy didn't know May was a comic book character, whatever. Well, the last of the two comic books, both Mage Killer and, um, what's the one? The Night Errant. Like, they're talking about, they're, they end it with them going to Tevinter. Why would they do that if they weren't going to show up at all? That makes no sense. There's, there's so much. I mean, there's, yeah, I'm glad you're debunking. So, first of all, boom, leakers, you just got shut down. <laughs> By our official, unofficial YouTube, Reddit, Dragon Age lore master. Uh, there's a million reasons why this wouldn't work. But then also just like the practical stuff of like after like Justin and Salos. And I just found this other one like where it's saying that you're going to get uh, missions assigned by the general commander whose name is Maximus Decimus. Oh, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> Maximus from Gladiator. Like who is making this up? Yeah, I think I think that's the guy I was talking about. Like I googled him, and it is just the it's Russell yeah, Crowe. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's fucking Russell Crowe. So <laughs> like, it is literally the name of the dude in the Gladiator. And then it tries to save it by like in parentheses it says like there's loads of references to Rome, and we're like that's not a reference, bro. That's Maximus. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah, like is it? Uh, 
the true story. Is there was there actually a Maximus? Yeah, that's one I, thing I, I do when I I think it is, but it's still just like I mean, that's such a cultural reference at this point. Like Yeah, like if you if you're gonna make things to Roman, you would call someone like um Aphrodite or sure, Apollo, yeah. like something like that that's a little bit more like not copyright infringement. <laughs> like it would just it I, it would be very hard, I think, to get away with Maximus Decimus, who like the your your average person, like doesn't think of Rome and Roman whatever they fucking think of gladiator like I don't think that's gonna work out at all and then also like the the bullet point about how there's gonna be a den in Minrathis similar to the assassins dens in assassins creed brotherhood oh yeah that to me is like the reason why it seems fake to me is that if there was going to be a mechanic like that obviously I would assume that internally in Bioware there's nothing really like that but the way you would reference it is it would be like an expansion of the war table not like a reference from some other game that Dragon Age has never really pulled from directly before Yeah. so I kind of feel like that and the fact that they're kind of trying to shoehorn in like a legendary historical figure like that's just somebody who just I don't know it sounds like something that would happen on V no disrespect to 4chan it just sounds like a v thing <laughs> where they're like yeah it's like dragon age but with assassin's creed bro uh the so in that same section with gameplay there's two things one it says no new game plus that one i have a hard time believing because so far since inquisition and then also andromeda like fucking andromeda had a new game plus like it was slight where you're like things just carry over but it was there right like and they called it new game plus so that one i have a hard time believing it also says uh where did it go Oh, weapons are less Final Fantasy looking. Like, I'm sorry, whoever wrote this, have you played Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> like, they do not look like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy weapons are some crazy ass shit. Squall with the gun blade. Yuna's motherfucking, like, granted her, like, main staff is, like, slightly something I could see working in a Bioware, but if you get her, like, other staffs, that shit's insane looking. Right. The weapons in Bioware do not look like Final Fantasy weapons. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a that's a weird... And, and then also, like, this is probably one of my favorites, too, is how, like, it mentions that in cutscenes there's a large grayish wolf stalking you. And then under that it says you get confronted by the grayish wolf. It finally appears and transforms into a giant 10-foot-tall armored figure. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Why 10-foot-tall? Like, I feel like that downplays the whole Solus thing, where Solus is scary because he is subtle. That takes away all the subtlety and, like, smashes it against the, the ground and, like, shatters into a million pieces. Yeah. What would be cooler is if he just turned to fucking Solus and a lot like you see at the end of Trespasser, everyone just fucking turns to stone. That's scary. Not a ten foot tall, like, monster that goes fee fi fo fum <laughs> You know, like, it's... Yeah, yeah, but no, but whatever. no. But now he's ten feet tall, he has armor, and he's Salos, not Solus. Fucking Salos. Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up, speaking of stupid names... Uh, so they also named this game as Dragon Age Retribution. Retribution, oh my god. If you Google Dragon Age Retribution, there is already things called Dragon Age Retribution. Um, I tweeted about it. Let's see if I can remember it. Um, one of them was uh, a GameSpot uh, article that's talking about um, 
apparently a long, long time ago, there was a Dragon Age Origins sequel that a couple fans were trying to make, and they called it Dragon Age Retribution. And then another one was something from the Escapist magazine where someone just wrote a pick-your-own-adventure kind of thing called Dragon Age Retribution. There would be no way that they would be able to name this thing Dragon Age Retribution. Now, I will say that everyone who's, like, really dead set into this theory that it's totally true, because it's not, but whatever... Granted, this this if you look at this through the eyes of someone who has no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and um, they didn't know what they were saying, they didn't know how to describe it to us, and this being an extremely early draft from a year ago, by the way, I could kind of see where they're coming from. But uh, another thing I will mention, like it wasn't even that long ago; it might have been a month at, at most. Um, Patrick Weeks mentioned in a tweet that they uh, recently had their first major, um, like, everyone, all the writers coming together and sharing their work with one another for a critique. Hmm. That happened a month ago, and apparently this information is from a year ago. They probably didn't actually have a lot of the story written a year ago. Like, they might have had a couple points, like Gator said, but a lot of the story that they mentioned in this post probably hasn't even been written yet. So that's another point in the nail the coffin theory. Yeah, I think it's definitely, you, you said it, nailed multiple nails in a big coffin full of fake news bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that is all I had to say on the leak, quote unquote, and <laughs> Mike Layla leaving. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, I think we just about covered it. We covered some real news. We covered some fake news. And <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think with that, guys, we will leave you. And in two weeks, right? Once, what, first, first Friday of November, you will hear from us again. So uh, thank you for joining us extremely late and our rest your all.